What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I am incredibly glad you're here today. Thank you so much for joining me. This is my favorite month because it's my birthday month and I'm still <laughs> I'm still an immature child and I love my birthday. I can't help it. So October. First off, can we talk about it's October? Where where's the time going? That's kind of not fair, but it is what it is. So this month I know I say this a lot, but you're just going to have to believe me every time I say this, that this is going to be one of my most favorite months to present to you. This month is all about delegation. And I thought about, you know, I I try and figure out the topics of the month um, ahead of time so that I can give my guests a focus, but also give myself a focus so that it's less pressure of what the fuck am I going to talk about? So when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this month and what I wanted to um, have guests on to talk about, I was thinking about when I was, when I was a wee young entrepreneur and I... I I loved what I did, but I loved what I did because of ego. And when I say that, I say that because I would not give up control of anything. I wouldn't give up control of anything in my business, including graphic design, social media, marketing, uh, sales, packaging, shipping, customer service, bookkeeping. Like I was so afraid to let other people in and I was afraid to spend the money right because I didn't think I had the money I was barely making ends meet in the beginning and was doing this full-time Steve to his credit was incredibly gracious about that uh and you know, supported us for a while while I tried to get my grounding and get my feet in. And so I felt immense pressure to not burden us any further, not from him, by the way, just from me completely. And I was afraid to spend any kind of money on things that I felt weren't directly related, I guess, like to a product. I 
it was better for me to do it myself because it saved money even though if I really was willing to let myself think about it, it was costing me money. And I know that that sounds like something that you hear in coaches who are just trying to spend, like get you to pay them. But I, I mean that with all sincerity, like looking back, the amount of frustration that I've had in my life in my business, it, it could have been solved so easily by just not being afraid of money and not being afraid to let other people in. You know, another part of the fear that I had, and I think that a lot of people have this too, is that it, yes, I didn't want to spend the money, but also I didn't want anybody to see the clusterfuck of a business I was running or the clusterfuck that I felt the business was. I, to be completely honest, I'm not sure if it was a clusterfuck. Whenever I did have to let somebody in, they were (laughs) gracious enough to not say anything, but, um, I was creating a mess for myself with (sighs) bookkeeping with, um, you know, just time workflow. I, if I let someone in, in my head, then, then they would see how fucked up I was and how fucked up I had run my business. And I didn't want that. I wanted to seem impressive. I wanted to seem like I had my shit together. Fun fact, I did not have my shit together. It was a horrible amalgamation of fear, anxiety, pressure, uh, finances, everything. Like, you know, this was back in 2007, where it was still pure hustle culture. It wasn't self-care time. It was time to work. You are going to work your face off and you are going to love it. And you are weak if you show any vulnerability or any um, anything less than loving the hustle and loving the work and you do not take weekends off. You work. So that's, that's the era that I was in when all of this was happening. And I let myself really just succumb to that. And God, I, looking back, like, is it any wonders that I hadn't loved what I did and that I, you know, was just dreading going to work every day, going to my studio. This was what I built myself. I built this. This was all of my own doing, clearly, because no one else was allowed in. And I was drowning. I was drowning in, in fear, debt, self-loathing, hatred, jealousy, bitterness, uh, you name it. Like it was just, it was such a bad time. And so it, it's incredibly understandable now looking back why I was just like, nope, fuck it. I'm closing these doors. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to bring this on my life anymore. So if you're unaware 
I walked away from my first business. It, you know, it had five industry awards. I garnered, I received these for my marketing skills and for like, my name was in the New York Times. I had over a hundred publications featuring me and I hated it. I hated it so much because I was so miserable and I was not happy. And I know now that I will, it was this perpetuating cycle of shit, of just fear of someone else helping and fear of not looking busy enough. And I don't even know what enough is now that I look back on it, but it was just, I wanted people to hear what I was doing and say, wow, that's a lot. Like that, that's what gave me feelings of of worth, honestly, you know, of pride and it, it felt, it was just insecurity, right? Like looking back now, it was just being insecure in my place in the world and just creating this mountain of everything that I had to climb to never reach the peak. There was no summit to reach in this. There was just more self-loathing and more busy and more uh, a pit that I couldn't dig myself out of. So I walked away. Um, I could have sold it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want, it was like a breakup. I just, I wanted to be done. I wanted out, close the door, my lease is up in my studio, walk away. I don't want this anymore. I don't want this in my life. And when I did that, uh, I, 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 if you read my book, then you heard me mention, or you read me mentioning this already that I, uh, I, I don't remember the feelings or I don't remember the days, the bad days. I remember kind of vague feelings of bad moments, but I do remember the day that I walked out of my studio for the last time. I remember that feeling. I remember I was living in Brooklyn then, and I remember closing the door walking down the hallway of my studio building and walking outside, heading up to the subway to go home. And all I had left was a backpack of stuff, just, you know, like papers or notepads or things that I just hadn't taken um, in, you know, the liquidation, I guess. And I remember I just felt like I could skip the whole way if I really wanted to, but I was also afraid I would bust my ankle if I did that because I'm incredibly clumsy. The feeling of just release. That's a feeling I try and hold now as a a entrepreneur 2.0 of anything that I'm dealing with that is in my life or it's in my business, I should say, that feels heavy and makes me feel small or fearful or worried instead of taking that on and trying to I don't know I don't even know what I'm trying to prove by it but instead of trying to prove something I bring someone else in and it is scary to spend the money I completely understand people that say like I don't have the money I I sympathize completely it is not easy to come here and tell you invest in your business when you have no money to invest. I understand that completely. So believe me, I am, I know the gravity of what I say when I say hire someone else or find another way to do it 
that releases it from you, which is going to involve spending money. It's scary. It's scary. It's frustrating because you feel like there is no money. That's it's not even it's a non-starter. There's no money. And I don't want this to come off the way it does. So I hope you, I hope you've listened to me enough now that you understand the nature of the way I say this when I say. Hey guys, Megan here. Just a reminder, I have regular Q&A episodes coming out. So if you want your questions answered, head to meganbrame.com slash ask a question, all one word, and you'll be able to get your question posted. And if I feature it, you will get a copy, a free copy of my book, Day One, A Practical Guide to Launching Your Business. So again, head to meganbrame.com slash ask a question. And if your question gets featured, I'm sending you a free copy of my book as a thank you. You can find the money. You can find the money because these things that bring you down are things that are costing you money. Instead of editing this podcast episode. I have my podcast, my podcast editor do this for me and she's fantastic. And I happily pay her to handle all of these things because the amount of time it would take me to come in here and edit this podcast and create the show notes and schedule this and promote it. That is all time that I could be spending with my clients, doing sales, reaching out, creating new money. And this podcast is great. I love talking to you, but it doesn't bring me money directly. You know, I I don't have, I'm not charging you for this. I'm not, you know, this is free content that costs me money to create But I also am able to use it in a way that does not cost me time. Does that make sense? So yeah, it costs me time to record this and talk to you, but it's way less than it would be if I was editing this and creating all of the backend stuff and scheduling. Like it, it is a net gain for me to have my editor handle this so that I can talk to you while I go out and generate income for the business. Does that make sense? So something that I want you to think about this month is, are you stopping yourself from creating money and creating income because of ego, of fear, of pride, of fill in the blank. Like, what is it that's stopping you from running your business? Is it money? Why is it money? Does that make sense? Like, if you can go out and sell, I'm holding a pen, if you can go out and sell a pen for five bucks, and you spent, I don't know, a dollar on it, and that pen creates that $4 of net profit, that net profit can now go to building your little pen business. You know, like everything that comes out 
comes back in. There's a flow to all of this and starting to feel like I'm rambling. So I will get to the fucking point, which is you can't let money control your business because it's cyclical. It comes in, it goes out. And the more you're afraid to let it go out, the less opportunity it has to come back. Think about it like a relationship. Like if you were in a, you were dating someone and they were like, you are great, but I'm afraid to let you go. And I don't, I'm you, I wish you were more. I wish you were different. I wish you were better. I wish you were here more often. I want, uh, you can't leave me. I can't let you go. You're going to get the fuck out of there, right? Like that sounds terrifying. But if the relationship was like, you are awesome. I want you to go out in the world and just show everybody how awesome you are because that makes me feel good. And that brings that energy back to me. And I know that you're going to come back because I am not holding you so tightly. I am not controlling you. I am understanding that when you go out, you come back to me. And I love seeing that journey. That's a way cooler relationship, right? That's a way less pressure. And that's the same with money. You can't be afraid to spend it on things that will bring you back, bring you back money, bring you back opportunity and bring you back (sighs) peace, right? So that's one part of the delegation that I want to talk about. But I also want to talk about something that I hadn't actually thought of until recently. So I have been, you know, I have podcast and I have a YouTube channel. I have a blog, I have social media accounts and, and a newsletter and a Facebook group. And the point is I have and, 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 right. I have all of these different avenues for content. And I had for a long time, like as of this year, been afraid to repurpose content. I didn't want anyone who read my blog to go on my YouTube channel or go on my podcast and hear the same thing they just read. I did not want that. I was afraid that people would be like, oh, I just fucking read this, Megan. Why am I, why are you rehashing this? And so I would spend so much time creating content, different types of different topics of content for all the different platforms. And it burned me the fuck out, dude. Like I, I'm recording this now in September. And when this goes live in October, I will have finished the editorial calendar of different topics that I have for different platforms. And now I am working more on streamlining that into using one piece of content in multiple different ways. And my theory behind this, which is not a theory, it's just what I'm calling it in my head. Um, the reason that I'm doing this is because I understand now that most likely, and I know some restrictions may apply void in Utah, most likely you will find me on one channel, whether that's my social or my Facebook group or my newsletter or my blog this or YouTube, most likely your point of contact with me is through one 
platform. You might branch off a little bit if you find me interesting and see like what's Megan saying on her blog or what's Megan saying on social. And I hope you do follow me, by the way. I would love to see you there. But my point is me breaking up my content topics for different platforms does not serve anybody because the things that I want to teach are teachable through different methods. And furthermore, it's unfair to you for me to leave my best content on my blog and to write it out. It's unfair for my YouTube subscribers for me to put my best content on this podcast and not have them hear what I have to say. It's bad for my blog readers to not get this content or my YouTube content because I've written out something different. Do you see what I'm getting at? So I was afraid for a long time of making people feel like they had already heard my shit. When in reality, you most likely have not. Does that make sense? And even if you have been on my blog or you have been on my YouTube channel or you you found me on another platform, you might not consume content as easily as you would another method. So if I... I'm not a blog reader. I'm not a blog reader until I need directions. Like I need step-by-step guides and I don't want to watch a YouTube channel or a a YouTube video. Like if it's, I don't know, 10, like a guide, like 10 apps that will make social media faster, then I want to read that on a blog. But if it's about marketing strategies, I'm not going to, I don't want to read a 5,000 word article. I hate that shit. I, I skim. I know you probably skim now. Like we are consuming more content faster in this world. And yes, pillar content, long form content is very good for Google, but the user experience of it is rarely, um, what am I trying to say? Like it's rarely functional, if that makes sense. Like I can write 1500 words about Instagram But if you're not going to read it, then what the fuck is the point of me doing that? Maybe I should instead do a podcast episode about that and transcribe it into a blog post or do a video and take the audio from that, put it here, transcribe that, so on and so forth. This is a new experiment I'm trying and I might go back to doing different ways later, but I'm thinking that this is going to save me a lot of time and a lot of headache, and it still is of value to you. Does that make sense? So it's it's not me letting the fear of I'm not, uh, I'm cheating. It's not that fear letting me do that anymore. Instead, what it is, is me saying, I understand that different people consume content in different ways. And so I am going to make this as available as possible for people. And to be completely transparent, you're not going to get a ton of that here. I mean, you already have with the Lisa episodes where the um, blog posts are read to you and they're short, but 
you know, they, they still deliver the message that I want them to deliver. And those are the ones that you're going to see a lot here, including interviews with other people. So those will be the, the podcast is sort of standalone with that, but in terms of like blogs and YouTube and social and things like that, I'm really going to try. Doesn't that sound like a weak statement? I am going to utilize one piece of content and diversify it and delegate it to numerous platforms. So that was another thing I wanted to talk to you about today with regards to delegating your life. You can delegate it to people. You can delegate to apps to, you know, you've heard me say millions of times, automate, eliminate, delegate, make sure that you are utilizing your time the best way you can. And think about the ways that you're creating opportunities in your business. It might not be the most streamlined way. If you're a blogger, if you have social media, if you have, you know, any kind of outreach where you are trying to convey a message to someone rather than trying to feel precious and unique by creating multiple messages across multiple platforms, why not create the same message across different platforms and get people to consume that content and find ways to make your lesson as accessible to everyone as possible. You know, I think that what I've noticed in my coaching clients and and masterminds that I run is that people get really afraid of, well, people have already seen this. I don't, I don't want to do multiple sales messages on Instagram. Like I don't, I don't want people to be pissed off because they're like, I already saw this. I don't care. And <laughs> I was that way too, to be completely honest. I was afraid that I would offend somebody, not offend somebody, but like piss someone off or annoy them because I already heard about your mastermind. I don't care. And what I realized, and truthfully, I realized this through having my own business coach is that the algorithms, all algorithms, Facebook, so, uh, Instagram, newsletters, blog posts, YouTube, podcasts, all of them rarely give the full story to your follower, uh, subscriber, you know, I'll, I'll say follower just out of a generic way. Like, the chances that you get to see all of my Instagram posts organically slim, right? Unless you deliberately go to my, uh, my account and look at my content or you hit the notifications or something. But in most cases, you're not going to see everything that I post or you're not going to hear everything that I put out there unless you're subscribed to this, or you're not going to see all of my YouTube videos unless you're subscribed to it. And even then you have to go searching for it because the algorithm is deciding whether or not you need to see what I'm putting out. So the fear that people are going to get upset because it's the same message over and over again is most likely the minority. What's in reality is that people are seeing fuck all of your content unless you're paying for advertising. If you're doing this organically, the chance that they will see your message multiple times unless they have specifically shown interest in what you say 
is minimal. And if they have specifically shown interest in what you say, then it's not going to bother them because they like what you say. Does that make sense? So that's just some food for thought that I wanted to bring on this month when thinking about delegation. Now, the interviews that you're going to hear this month, I am, I I had so much fun sourcing these people and you're going to hear that in these interviews. I specifically went out looking for these women because they just are amazing. These are professional women in their fields who are going to come on today and today. They're going to come on this month and talk to you about the different ways that you can free up your time and how they can help you. These aren't sales pitches, but they're, it's more like ways to consider outsourcing your life, your business life. I'm not talking like personal assistance or anything like that. I have a fantastic entrepreneur named Sam Clancy who's going to come on and tell you about her experiences in letting go and bringing people on to help grow her business. I have an attorney who's coming and talking about when you need to hire an attorney and when you can do shit on your own. I have my favorite SEO professional, Jordan, who is coming on to talk to you about SEO and when to delegate it and when to like give up that energy of trying to make Google happy, which I'll talk to you about in the episode. But just in case you don't hear that episode, I use Jordan. She is the one who handles my SEO optimization for my blog posts and my content. And I, the ability to pay someone else to deal with that worth its weight in gold, dude. Like that is just something, you know how SEO is like, that is just something to just tank off my list and just adios. Jordan's problem now. And then finally I have Hera coming on who is a marketing specialist and you're going to see like we fall in love. We have such a good time talking about our businesses and how you can utilize outsourcing to just save your life, save you so much time. So I hope this month is really helpful for you. If it is, please do me a favor and leave a review on the podcast app of your choice. We had to move. We didn't have to move. I'd made the decision to move to a different podcast host. And consequently, we lost all of our reviews. It was totally my fault. I wasn't aware of that. And now I can't get them back. So we're trying to build them up from scratch again. If you could do me a huge favor, do me a huge solid and leave a review of this month or this episode or the whole thing, whichever feels best in your heart. Oh my God, I would so appreciate it. Thank you again so much. I can't wait for you to hear all of these amazing women. I think they're going to blow your mind. I think this month is going to be a really special month for all of us. And in the meantime, leave a review. You will make me the happiest little Megan in the world. And I will talk to you later. Hey guys, Megan here. How are your conversions doing? Are they maybe a little won't won't? I am here to help you with this exclusive free training about two phrases you can use that just boost your conversions like kapow. But there's a catch. It's totally free, but you have to get it in my Facebook group. That's the only place it's available. So to join, join my Facebook group. No, <laughs> joining my Facebook group is totally free. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Once you join, 
you'll be able to get access to the training that shows you two stupidly simple phrases you can use to add oomph to your conversions in your marketing. It's going to blow your mind. And I am so excited for you to check it out. Again, facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Brame. I'll see you in there. On the next episode. Because I was going, I was already at the point of burnout trying to work and do lashes. And like, I had so many clients coming to me, like, I was really lucky in how fast my business grew kind of organically. I was like, I was doing promoting on social media, but really a lot of it was word of mouth. And so I started to burn out and I was having to take time off. Like, so my back would get like, start tweaking. I have five bulge discs in my back. So my back would start like really going crazy. And then I'd have to take a few weeks off. So then I was having to like send my clients somewhere else. And then I was back to work, but then I couldn't handle my 